Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, welcome back to Establish the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, we are now here as we're recording, uh, officially, uh, one day away from the start of the 2022 NFL Draft. Uh, when you listen to this, it will be draft day. Um, and, of course, Dylan, we've been going back through the previous four episodes. We did our mock draft, uh, as we do each year, and... I mean, we said, as we were going through this thing, we said the chances of us getting a lot of these right may get the position right, but the chances mm-hmm. of getting the specific player right, like, it could be less than a handful um, of these 32 picks, and, and I, I truly mean that at this point. Like, I think there's probably less than five, maybe, at best, that we get correct here because this is just a this is a wild board and as we know draft week there's always rumors and those kind of things and i think we'll talk about some of those guys um you know whether it's uh whether it's sauce gardner whether it's jermaine johnson um you know the trayvon walker thing at number one um you know you've seen the stuff out there that aquanu could go number one like there's just there's stuff all over the board here and i think it's fascinating every year because we know some of this and a lot of this can be very much agents pushing things and hearsay and that kind of stuff but man i have i have no idea what to expect um really even starting with with number one and then from there it's like who knows what happens so yeah the one comforting thing is i think we're not alone in that uh feels like a lot of people that spend a lot more time than we do on the draft uh even year round they, they're not even confident about um exactly how this is all going to fall like you said position maybe that's a better we'll have a better idea of the two three positions or even the exact one that teams are targeting but it changes a lot with the specific picks it's it, it's it's fun because yeah without the top really top tier quarterbacks that we've had in past years there's a little bit of maybe not the same kind of interest in this draft as some previous ones but just the complete variability of how it all could end up shaking out I think that makes it a lot of fun Uh, some things like you said that have changed since we uh, started our our series things that I wish I could take back but you know at the same time who knows (laughs) I I, like I mentioned on one of the last episodes I just want to nail like a few picks later in the first round I think that will be our calling card we can just you know when we record after the (laughs) first round we can just skip past all the things we don't get right on but no I I think we'll uh, ultimately yeah position based um, stuff I think we're going to be pretty good in terms of where we at least nail what these teams are going to be targeting what kinds of uh, needs they're going to be addressing with their draft picks I was going to say, I think we have a better chance to land ones like Zion Johnson of the Bucks at 27, um, you know, like a, a Christian Watson going to the mm-hmm. Chiefs at 29 or 30. Um, I like those picks. I feel a lot more comfortable about just in terms of the possibilities there because the rest of them, like we said, are really all over the board. Um, I guess, I mean, we start at the top. I mean, really, and, and we'll – We'll talk about some of these because we'll kind of compare these to what FanDuel has as the odds right now. 
um, for who's going to be picked where. Now, again, these are – look, if you decided to go down and bet 1 through 10, I mean, it would be quite an exercise to try to <laughs> figure that out and how you want to – how you're going to go about that. You could, look, if you're feeling really good, like just do a 1 through 10 parlay and just think, see if you can get 1 through 10 right because that will be like – you probably lay down $5 and um, probably win, you know, 100000 or something if, if you were to do that at that rate. But um, – so FanDuel, as of right now, has Trevon Walker as the favorite to be picked number one. And he is um, minus 300. Aiden Hutchinson, plus 300. Um, Equanu is 500. Evan Neal, way behind that. So really, we're looking at a clear-cut top three here in terms of where FanDuel sees it betting-wise. Now, when we started our mock draft, that would have been, what, two or two and a half weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. Um you know, I had the number one pick. I took Hutchinson. I thought at the time that was probably the direction they go in. But, look, I mean, it's still possible. Um, you know, plus 300. Not, I mean, he's the second favorite on the board here. But this is, this is again, this is where it gets interesting because I think if they were to go offensive line, let's say that they went with the Quanu, mm-hmm. um, then that really throws things off a little bit. You know, because we talk about, like, it's not just the players that are going to throw things off. It's the position. I think it's pretty clear that it's probably going to be one of these two, you know, defensive players here. But even with a number one pick, like it's not, it doesn't feel clear cut. And, and again, that's where things can really start to to go off course at that point, depending on which direction the Jags go in. Yeah, I think ultimately, like you're saying with the odds, it feels like Trevon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson is still the pick. Um, looking more at the Fandles. They have like a draft parlay built where they have, despite Trayvon being the favorite for the one pick, they have Aiden as a, a higher uh, uh, favorite to at least be in the top three. If, if, if Trayvon doesn't yeah. go first, they maybe think he could potentially fall out. He's still close there. So, yeah, man, I I think it's ultimately still they're going to go that route with one of those two guys. But like you said, the, the Quano stuff, I don't think it's uh, for nothing. And I it is crazy to think how high – uh, you know, if we went back to like February, it was like Evan Neal was the, the tackle that everyone was talking about. Now, Aquanu is like basically not even close, like looking at the odds. Like, he is for sure going to be probably, you know, the number one offensive tackle taken. Now, wherever he falls, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's it's interesting. It's been a while since we've had a, a true number one pick that isn't either based on a quarterback, and then also we don't really know they're going to go with you know going back to like a Jadavian Clowney kind of draft where it's like yes it's not going to be a QB but we're pretty confident this guy is going to go here at, at one point maybe in the early in the college football season it felt like the, the video uh, was going to go there with Kayvon but man that it's he's an interesting guy I think to follow too in terms of he still has the fifth highest uh, or tied for the fourth highest odds to go first I think that's a guy though that if he falls out of the top five I, 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 that would be maybe a, this isn't a, the craziest bold prediction, but I, I feel like a team may end up trading up for a guy like him if he falls uh, far uh, too far down. I think um, there there are even rumors about there uh, with uh, the Eagles being a team that if they if he fell to like maybe eight nine range somehow they would uh, move up for him. But um, that's one thing maybe to keep an eye on. But I, I really do think still the Jaguars it's it's either Walker or Hutchinson for me. I, I have a hard time. Seen Aquanu, but uh, who knows? It is a new regime, uh, partially at least, not necessarily with the whole uh, build there with with Trent Balky still. But I don't know. It, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be. It's going to have some interesting reactions, no matter which way it goes. Yeah, and I mean, again, I, I think it's one of those two. Um, 
I think beyond that, I mean, look, we've talked about Dylan. May He went with Malik Willis at two with the Lions <laughs> with his pick. Now, if you want to do that from an odd standpoint, he is now plus 4,300 on this. So on FanDuel. So you would make some money if you decide to follow Dylan's path here of, of Willis being the number two pick. But like we said, I, I think and we'll, we're going to go kind of all over the board here, but it'll all kind of tie together. But I think one of the my bold predictions is going to be, I think we see quarterbacks fall further than mm-hmm. expected because I think there's too many, to me, there's too many good, you know, position players you know elsewhere and in other spots i think that as we said as we were going through this first round we just said boy there's a lot of good players here i don't know you know how many of this group is going to be pro bowlers every year like that kind of thing but Mm -hmm. there seems like a lot of good talent like good enough talent in different spots that i just think that and that's where you know matt corral did not go in our first round how many we had three quarterbacks go i believe right we had willis at two we had Pickett at six, and then we had Ritter. Um, Ritter at 20 to the Steelers. So I think that's probably the more likely scenario because, again, if you if you assume the Lions don't go quarterback, then I think it's your quarter, first quarterback probably goes at six to the Panthers. Beyond that, now, like we mentioned before, the Seahawks are one of those teams. Um, you know, there are other teams that could trade up perhaps – um, or, you know, maybe you have a, another scenario where there's a team a little bit further down there that takes a quarterback, uh, again, like the Steelers, which I think if they have an option, um, maybe that makes sense for them. But I, I just think that, to me, is probably one of my predictions yeah. for this first round. I, I just think the quarterbacks may wind up going further down than we expect, again, unless you just see one of these teams trade up into a top-five spot, top-seven spot, something like that, and and maybe, you know, let's say the Panthers go quarterback at six, somebody trades into seven, and you get another quarterback there or something. That's possible. I mean, we mentioned the Falcons, too. Like, the Falcons are a team that clearly needs a quarterback. Um, but I I don't know. I, I just I think there are too many other options out there maybe for these teams to, to go with this particular group in some of these top spots. Yeah, I know we always kind of value quarterbacks higher than their true draft position. If we say a guy's like an early second-round kind of value, he probably is going to go – somewhere in the 20s but I tend to agree in terms of it just are you really going to trade up that far going to give up too much uh capital to go after a guy that you're just not completely sold on and then just knowing their value based on where the other teams are looking at them it, it, it does seem like yeah things have changed a little bit where I know we t- even with yeah my pick with Will is ridiculous if it happens congrats <laughs> to anyone that decides to go with those with those uh plus 4200 and you'll you'll make some money exactly i i don't as i we've talked about since i, I don't see that necessarily happening i don't even know if the the panthers uh it's going to make sense for them to go with Pickett at number six um i feel like for some of these again like the, the thibodeaus of the world and uh, even uh mod sauce gardner there's guys in and charles cross there's guys in this range that teams will probably be willing to trade up for at a certain point for those guys. And now if you're a team that wants a quarterback, but you can get some value out of it, don't have to worry about trading up. You might be trading back um, in yeah. some of these cases. Um, I, I do think, yeah, how far they fall, I think once we get to that Steelers range, if if there's a top guy that the Saints really like uh, with one of their picks there, I could see that as well. Maybe that's the place. Maybe it's the other team in the division uh, for Pickett. Maybe it's the Saints that end up going for him. A lot of places have mocked uh, the Willis um, to the to the Steelers there if, if he falls. But I don't know. It, 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 that is going to be interesting. And it's it may, uh, even though we don't have, again, that top-end uh, kind of stuff where we're going to be looking at these teams going up, 
to get guys, I, I think it's still going to be like, when are they going to finally take them? And how does that impact the teams behind them? I'm sure all these teams in the in the 20s really hope a bunch of teams go for quarterbacks and <laughs> just leaves them some of these top receivers, some of these uh, top offensive linemen and pass rushers. But I think that's that's probably a prediction that I – I would tend to agree with I, if, if you know if I were really betting, I probably would not be going for a quarterback in one of those top uh, even top ten spots. I mean, they, they do have odds on Fanduel where you can where you can bet on guys to go in a certain range. Um, guessing the exact pick that's a much tougher proposition, but even the same range. And I don't know, I don't know. I feel like I would bet on the on the over of, of a top ten QB really if I if they had that. <laughs> it feels like that's where we're trending toward. Um, I don't know how far they fall down from that point if teams then move up into the teens or, or if it's going to be like the 20s like we're mentioning. But it should be interesting. And uh, I, I don't know if these teams in the tw- like the, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, the Packers, if they're going to be – I don't think they're going to be as happy as they hopefully as they probably hope they would be in terms of teams trading up or just drafting QBs early and letting better prospects uh, realistically fall to them later in the draft. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, some of the – the the things on FanDuel, it's got Malik Willis for Kenny Pickett to be a top ten pick. That's minus two hundred right now, so odds, you know, in the favor of expecting one of those guys to go in the top ten. Um you know, there's some other interesting ones here I'm kinda of looking at just from the quarterback standpoint. The another one I find intriguing is the Lions to select either Matt Corral or Sam Howell with a thirty yeah. number two thirty two pick. Mm-hmm. Now that's plus two sixty. I think that's interesting because again we probably don't expect them to go quarterback at two. And if, if one of those guys are still there, which I think they probably will be, I think Corral's the one that, like I said, I could see a team trading up perhaps to take um, him somewhere. I, I don't think it's going to be the Seahawks at nine. I just think that's that's high. And, and I they, they would have, for me, they would just have to be completely in love with him to pick him in that spot because I think there will be too many other yeah. players there that will be more intriguing. Um but that's an interesting one um, because I think both those guys could be on the board at 32, and if the Lions go, you know, defense or something with number two, then I think it's possible um, in that spot. Doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Um, you know, another yeah. one I find intriguing, and we can kind of transition this to the wide receivers. <laughs> Plus 210, Malik Willis is the first quarterback selected, and Garrett Wilson is the first wide receiver selected. Um, I think that's an interesting one because. I don't – I don't know. The Willis thing I have more trouble with. I think the wide receiver one, maybe that's where we do our bowl – really a bowl prediction here because I think trying to pick who's going to be the first wide receiver taken to me is the hardest part oh, yeah. of this because I'm – you know, let's let's look at it from our standpoint of how we picked in our mock draft. So our first wide receiver taken was Drake London at number 12 to Washington. Um, and then as we talked about, we're like <laughs> – we don't think it's going to play out this way, but then we didn't really go on a wide receiver tear until 17 through 19, <laughs> where we had Jamison Williams to the Chargers, Garrett Wilson to the Eagles, Traylon Burks to the Saints. I think Williams goes higher. I think Wilson probably goes higher. But as we said, that was just kind of how our board fell. Um, man, that's tough for me to decide. Like out of that group, because it's it's going to be one of those three. It's either going to be London, it's going to be Jamison Williams, or it's going to be Garrett Wilson. One of those three is going to go first. Um, all right, this is where we're going to we're, we're going to put our betting on there because I think Alave is going to go behind that. I'm not saying yeah, he may go probably. in there somewhere, but I, I don't think he's going to be the first one. Um, I still think it's London that goes one, but I would not be shocked if let's say the Falcons 
decided to go Jamison Williams at eight or something. I, I can't say I'd be stunned by that. Um, it's and it's it's very interesting because I I I think those three wide receivers to me are very fascinating in terms of where they wind up. Yeah, uh, it feels like the the bandwagon for London has really picked up. You're seeing him mentioned more as uh, the first receiver coming off. Um, I was listening to Dan Burglar from the Athletic talk about this though in terms of talking to different uh, you know executives of different teams and there's a reason why it's such a variable thing. It's because like four or five different teams, they all had different receivers as their number one guys. So yeah. even go, dipping into the, beyond that, that big three that you mentioned with uh, Wilson, London, Williams. And it's like, uh, I, I tend to agree those three are going to go. I think, you know, out of all of the things we have there um, in terms of our draft board, I think some of the positions will end up lining up. But I do think one thing we, uh, if I could go back, definitely would start taking receivers earlier or having teams just even trade up to get them i think those three are all going to go probably in the top 15 maybe the top like 13 12 i mean well, depending maybe on what... starts at eight is what we think right like i think the falcons are where things yeah you could see at eight and then i think you could see the jets at 10 the washington at 11 i think all three of those teams are wide receiver potential spots washington so, makes a ton of sense um i think the falcons yeah. are right there i mean in terms of not even just team needs like there's a lot of teams in this draft that need receivers but um also just with what the talent is at that point and once you get those uh, depending on how they value some of these offensive linemen we're not sure how how high teams really think of trevor pinning some some boards have them going deeper or deeper so i i think the chargers even if it's not in our draft where they get the perfect uh situation with jameson williams going to them I think there's other receivers they could be targeting there. I, I I do think, and maybe they're a team that trades up just a little bit because that might be the position that, uh, you know, while there is some level of depth, I think those three, like you mentioned, that, that tends to have, um, it feels like those are the guys that teams are really signaling, uh, you know, zeroing in on. And um, I just have a hard time seeing them falling as far as we had. And I, I, that's the, it's like, that's one position where, some of these you might feel fine about waiting till a certain guy fits there and you have a couple, two or three people you like and it's fine. But that's a position where I think these, these teams really are going to go after um, – that teams are really going to try to target those things because especially – I think Washington, you may, that's a really good one in terms of – I think when we had them, uh, you know, trading back to, to get a receiver only because Sauce yeah. Gardner fell probably further than he's actually going to. But – uh, I think the commanders are for sure at some point uh, going to uh, take a receiver. And, man, the Falcons, like you mentioned, maybe they, depending on how how valuable teams uh, feel about other guys in that spot, maybe the Falcons could trade back a tad and still get a, a top-end receiver in the middle teens. Um, just kind of depends. But uh, I think, like you said, that could be a spot. I mean, the earliest after that, I mean, I, I definitely could see the Jets still taking one. I don't know about at four, probably at ten. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean from there you have the Commanders. So you, you you from eight to eleven, you could see those three guys go off the board for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and look, the the wild card is still, and I feel like we we kind of we dubbed this when we started this thing. We said, look, the wild card is very simple. The wild card is going to be the Texans at three because. They could literally go anywhere, and I don't think you're going to be that upset because they have so many different needs that I think they could pick, I don't want to say anyone, but almost <laughs> anyone of this top group, right? Like, they could pick, let's just let's just reel off some names here. Like, they could pick Gardner. They could pick Iquanu. They could pick um, Evan Neal. They could pick Kyle Hamilton. They could pick, um, 
I don't know, like Charles Cross, like any any guys like that, and you'd probably still be like, all right, like okay, um, yeah. because it's just they they've got a lot of different needs, and like we said, they're in a spot in that they have three and thirteen um, as the picks, and so you think they're going to be in a really nice position to have two really solid picks at both three and thirteen if they stay in those spots. Um, so so I think it's like what they do at three. That makes it very interesting because, again, that will kind of set the course depending on position-wise because there there are so many positions they could explore yeah. um, because they have so many needs that that, again, kind of sets in motion what comes after that. Um, so I think the Texans, because like we said, the Texans have two picks in the top 13. Jets have two picks in the top 13. Giants have two picks in the top 13. So. And those sixteen or those three teams are making up basically, you know, your half of your top thirteen. So that's where I think things, you know, become fascinating because what's the likelihood that one of those teams trade? Um, I think there's certainly a possibility you could see that, depending on, um, you know, mm-hmm. who wants to come up and, and that kind of scenario. But I, I think the Texans are still the wild card because I guess you know a lot of it's going to depend on how things fall at one and two, which usually we have some sort of idea. I don't really think we have much of an idea right now on how it's going to go one and two, but um, Texans could go a lot of different directions, and that kind of sets things in course, um, you know, for the Jets and the Giants coming after them, and, and then from there. So. Yeah, those three teams, Texans and the two New York teams, are obviously really fun to follow because of yeah, it's not often that we we usually see it with teams like them that have uh, that are rebuilding that end up with a couple first round picks maybe not though this high um it is a little unusual to have teams like the chiefs and packers uh teams that are contending having multiple first round picks so that's a little bit of a different story but yeah it's uh i mean the texans are in a pretty good spot i I think they at least from my mind they would they would have loved to see malik willis go to number two like we did i don't think that's going to happen but i still think their their ideal is maybe a kwanu to go at least it, it, from my own point of view, they could completely be valuing these guys differently, but it feels like they would love to get Aiden Hutchinson or Trevon Walker there at number three. Maybe they, they still like uh, Thibodeau a little bit more and could f- take him at three, but given where the 13th pick is and some of the first, uh, some of the offensive linemen I think could still be on the board, I won't be shocked even if Evan Neal dips down that fur- far. I just don't think Jermaine Johnson is going to dip all the way to 13. It seems like the latest uh kind of stuff that i was just reading about before we started recording about with him is that he's going to be a top 10 pick whether it's a team that trades up or not so once you get to 13 i just don't know if you have maybe those top pass rushers that you're looking at at the top of the board so maybe they even though Aquanu seems like it makes a ton of sense there and i still could see it happening but if he goes earlier i think they'd be happy based on how they could um manipulate this draft if if it does go aiden hutchinson and and walker one two in some order i could see them doing taking Aquano at three but then trading back from 13 that could be the spot that you're mentioning because they also have the 37th pick I think a lot of guys that you talked about at the end of our last episode like Sky Moore Christian Walker even heck George Pickens like there could be one of those receivers could be there at 37 now at 13 they you can get a little more value too you get your and you're double dipping down to maybe at that point you're feeling better about a Karloftis or something if you trade back into the 20s now you're getting your offensive lineman your pass rusher and a receiver as you mentioned though they have so many needs um but it it does feel like those are the positions they're targeting I feel like for the for the Jets I mean a lot of things have receiver but I feel like if I I know they have these I'm gonna pull them up right now they have these draft special kind of parlays for the Giants and Jets in terms of what they're going to be doing I I feel like if, if I'm the for the Jets, if I was to, to go for 
they have these kind of parlays for their their favorites. As you mentioned, they had Ahmad Sauce Gardner, Jamison Williams is the top one. Also, Garrett Wilson and Ahmad Gardner. I don't know. I might mm. I might look more to – I like the Gardner number four one. It seems like his, his stock has really risen, and if they don't take him there, he's going to be going quickly after. So I could definitely see that really solves a big need for them. But I wouldn't be completely shocked if they went with a Jermaine Johnson at number 10 if he's there more of that kind of trying to do a pass rusher and a yeah and a uh, corner which i you know in our draft we, we went with trevon walker there at number four i don't at this point it seems like he's going to be going higher than Derek stingley so we did exactly that um i just think the order might be flipped um based on how things are going to play out but i guess we'll find out they're a fun one to watch and like you said the giants man i <sighs> questions questions for sure about them and i, I know we have Kayvon going there but I don't know. It's a weird <laughs> this spot. Is interesting because I feel like trade one of these teams is going to trade back. You're right. Like one of them has. Yeah, to. I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the Fanduel odds here. I'll tell you what I, catches my eye for the Jets. Again, these are who will the Jets pick at four and ten? Obviously, it, the bet doesn't count if they trade out. But I think Gardner at four, London at ten is plus fourteen hundred. Yeah. I think there's value there. Gardner at four, J- Jermaine Johnson at ten plus eighteen hundred. I think there's value there. Um, for the Giants, Gardner at five, and then Neal at seven, I think is value, plus 950. Um, what I guess we had, who do we have the Giants? We had taken Thibodeau and, and Neal, is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so I had them at five and seven. I don't think that's going to be how it goes, but um, if it is, <laughs> I have my on the board here like i don't even see that as on the board so um yeah i don't think that's probably gonna actually i see neil at five Thibodeau at seven so if you want to go that route it's plus 3100 but um yeah like this is i i think one of those two teams trade because i think there will be someone and again we have no idea who that's going to be um that's i think there's someone who wants to yeah someone will want to come up and here's here's what i'll give you one of my pro predictions I don't know though. I think that's too high. Uh, I feel like someone's coming up for a. I just don't. I don't love the idea of anyone coming up for a quarterback. Because and I'm not. I'm not. I just. I'm not in love with this quarterback class. So I don't know that I love anyone coming up for any of these quarterbacks that high. Um, maybe a wide receiver. I yep. mean. I, it's possible. Maybe someone just is in love with Jordan Davis and his size and, you know, doesn't want him to fall to the to the Texans or the Ravens or someone like that in the middle of that group at 13 and 14. Um, I suppose that's possible. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's – I mean, it's interesting. Like we said, too, I mean, I, I wouldn't – I don't think they're going to come that high, though. I wouldn't throw out the possibility of the Chiefs you know, wanting to trade up if they're just in love with one of these receivers and don't want to wait for a, you know, a Christian Watson or a Sky Moore, one of those guys back there. Um, maybe they do that. We talked about the Bears, one of those teams who aren't picking the first round. Could they jump in somewhere, try to make a splash? Um, yeah, it's just uh, there are so many different possibilities here. It's just who knows. The Bears got to be hoping that one of these receivers falls to them. I, I mean, you look at the their depth chart right now there, and it's like oh, it's brutal. I don't know if they have the capital to trade up to do that to be one of those teams. I, I think yeah, you mentioned teams like the Chiefs. Maybe I even I wouldn't be completely 
shocked if you see a team like Arizona try to move up for a receiver. I don't know if it's more in the Traylon Burks kind of line of guys or or Lave, depending on where they go. Um, but you know, maybe we are maybe we are right. Maybe this this whole roundabout thing will go all the way to uh, to these receivers actually falling to those teen range because I don't know if they don't then it the Chargers really going to trade up for one. I think there'll still be someone that they like at that point if they are going to go receiver, even if a lot of a lot of uh, places seem to have them going with offensive line. But I'm trying to think of what team in the in the teens. I mean, would the Bills trade up for anything? I don't know what they necessarily yeah, would I need. Yeah, I like they'll have a good choice from where they're at still with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like we said, that, I think it's those teams like that that have needs, but they don't have a ton of needs. Like, I don't think it's necessarily – I mean, unless you are just like, look, we, we maybe have two big needs, right? And – we're willing to risk it all to fulfill one of those for with more certainty of a player that's in the top 10 or top 12 versus a player we could take at 25 or something. Um, You know, so I think that's an interesting thought. Um, You know, we've talked about even a team like, I mean, look, the the Packers are interesting because, you know, they're at 22 and 28 and I think they'll have some fine choices there. But we said, you know, what if, they would, you know, would love to have a one of those receivers or something, and maybe they make a push to try to get up there somewhere, uh, you know, above 22. Uh, the Cardinals, I think, are another interesting one. Um, I think they probably stay put, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, surely Jerry Jones isn't thinking about getting another wide receiver. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked hey. if, if he tries to do something with the Cowboys at 24. So <laughs> CD is a lesson in terms of some of these receivers sometimes dropping much further than they should uh, for yeah. for various reasons. Team, teams have too much time, and in some cases, maybe to make such you know decisions that ultimately are it's really hard to quantify which guys are really going to all hit. And it's like sometimes you just overthink it, and then CD falls right in Dallas's lap as he did. It'd be a much different situation there right now with after trading. Uh, cooper and to think about where they'd be at if they didn't have lamb but yeah uh the packers i mean it still as much as i ultimately uh took uh pickens i believe at the end of the first round they still haven't you know drafted a receiver in the first round in what how many years it's some ridiculous like javon walker or something in 2002 so i mean there's a chance that they still end up waiting or trading back i don't know as much i'm starting to to lose a little hope there i think uh arizona though is a team i really would be paying attention to as uh one of the ones in that range that could trade up they just seem like a team that's a little more not desperate but really would like to to move up to potentially get that kind of guy i think the eagles we we wrote something at clutch points today about them really zeroing in a bit more on jamison williams um but again they are a team that i think depending on who if one of those top pass rushers falls Given they have the the multiple first round picks, I think they maybe wait for a receiver at eighteen. Not sure which guy it is um, at yeah. that point. Um, we had Garrett Wilson going there. Some other mocks have had that. That I think that'd be a fantastic fit. But I, their team, as I mentioned earlier, that if Kayvon falls, their team that is interested in possibly trading up. I think the same could happen if somehow Walker. Maybe this is a smokescreen. Hutchinson goes one. We see. The Lions go off and so maybe maybe Walker ends up falling into that six range and then at that point does does Philly pull the trigger they probably have to give up a lot to go from 15 to six but I don't know I think uh, my prediction I guess one bold prediction is that uh, it's kind of a cop-out because I'm going with two teams either the Eagles or Cardinals will trade up 
to uh, not necessarily for the Cardinals' sake, one they would be the draft of a receiver for the Eagles. I think it would not be for a receiver. I think they'd wait for that. I think they'd be trading up for one of the top pass rushers in the top ten. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I think that's a that's a good choice. Um, I think that's a that's a realistic possibility. Um, I'm trying to look down at the rest of this here. And by the way, if you're just if you're just like, all right, you, you haven't really looked at this in depth if you're wondering about the teams who have the least draft capital in this entire draft i think there's very clearly um several that's the bears i think you have six picks um Mm -hmm. and then you want to talk about a couple teams that are just going to be non-factors here in terms of trying to make moves probably the raiders have five picks um their first doesn't come until the 86th overall in round three uh rams have a lot of picks but they're at their eight but they don't start until number 104 so They'll probably um, trade out Rams. of that too. I'm going yeah, to be waiting say. Friday night for them to make their pick. <laughs> then they're going to trade back and then be all day three. <laughs> yeah, Rams don't really have a lot to work with. I don't. I don't think they're going to be packaging uh, six round picks to move up into to round one or anything. Um, Dolphins are, as we know, that they have nothing to work with here. They've got four picks in this draft. Um, round three, four, and two in the seven. So really, let's be honest. They've they've essentially got. I'm not counting out the the seventh round picks, but. I mean, they've got two premium picks here, and even those are premium. Uh, if you want to be very, um, you know, I don't even know. That's probably not even the yeah. best wording <laughs> to, to say there um, for round three and four. So those are the teams that really don't have a lot to work with here. Some other teams that aren't in the first round, of course, the Niners aren't in there, the Browns aren't in there, the Colts. Um, we talked about the Bears. Um, is there anybody else I'm forgetting not in round one? Um, let me make sure here. It's Broncos aren't in round teams. one. Yeah. yeah. Broncos aren't in there, and I think that is it. So, yeah, so including those teams we just talked about, um, that those are in there as well. So it's, um, I don't know. I think it's it's hard to make bold predictions for this one because, like we said, it's there, there are a lot of, um, you know, there are just a lot of different possible ways this could go here i'm trying to feel like all right i want to make a prediction for one player on one team i just yeah. don't know who that's going to be because like realistically like it's in in, in in the entire first round i don't see anything where i'm like i am 100 percent confident i'll do i'll do two here i think evan neal winds up with the giants okay. that would be one yeah. of mine uh i think he winds up at five or seven i just i don't know why i just think that's uh, a good possibility and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that, uh, and I know I've seen this mocked in a lot of places, but to me, again, it's how the board falls. I'm gonna say Zion Johnson goes to the Titans at 26. <laughs> um, that's further down, but um, we talked about the Mike Vrabel connection there, and um, Titans with with love, I think, to to add an offensive lineman like that. So I'll go those two. By the way, some of the the guys, just as we we're recording, you know, that we've seen, I think even today. We talked about a little bit Jermaine Johnson, one of those that you know, kind of the hearsay yep. is he's moving up the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyer Elam, the other guy, yes. seems to be moving up the board. We didn't have him going until thirty to the Chiefs. Seems like he'll be going much higher. Um, and as we said, there's there's a lot of different guys that um, you could see kind of move around in these spots. But um, yeah, I mean, it's man trying to do again. We've done some bold predictions based on bets and those kind of things but trying to do it by actually placing a player with a team yeah man like those are those are tough in this draft it's so. even tough for the not even just for the team in some cases with teams like the jets and giants it's, it's tough to pick the exact spot because like five yeah. or seven it's like it feels like they could go in either of those in that range for the giants i think 
for Neil, I agree that the Giants are the likely one, but I think if there's a way, and they, they, they probably do have this here on FanDuel, a way to bet that he ends up in New York, I would bet that. I feel like one of the, yeah, there you, you know, go. you got four picks That's there to work bet. with, so yeah. I'm kind of cheating there, but I do think one of those teams, it feels like too good of a fit. Uh, I just don't, Aquanu, I just don't see him probably drop. I still think he's going to go in, those, in that top three. If he somehow gets the four, Jets probably swoop him up right then. And there, I, I know that I still have Mackay Becton, but I know there's some things between the organization that might. Uh, I, I didn't really know about this too much until last week reading about it in terms of them not necessarily get, being on the same page. So maybe he's on a long-term kind of fit there. And at that point, you're just replacing him. You're not really just adding depth as initially when we were talking about this mock. I kind of looked at that as a an option for them. Um, yeah, I think matching up, I mean, my, I think the – it's not even bold at this point to say that Walker is the favorite for number one. So outside of the first two, I think if, if we're not if we're not doing the maybe the even if they're not a hundred percent, the most likely one two punch of Walker first and the Lions taking Aiden Hutchinson. Out of that, after that, man, I'm trying to think of exact exact uh matches. I mean maybe <laughs> maybe it's the Jets and Sauce Gardner. I just don't I, I think they might just swoop him up at four before anyone else can do it. So maybe that's one that I would look at um, if I were to, to bet on something. I think the Commanders and Drake London that we you had, I think yeah. I think that ended up ends up being one that is very uh, very likely. I don't know if a team, it, it, some teams as we as we talked about, probably have Garrett Wilson and uh, as their number one. Others are going to have Jamison Williams. So I don't know if there's enough teams that have. Maybe it's a third of the league, whatever it is, with Drake London is their number one guy. Are they really going to move up past Washington? I think that's maybe those are the two Sauce Gardner the, uh, to the Jets and in, in Washington with Drake London that I would bet if uh, the one that's my my dark horse is still Desmond Ritter to the Steelers. Now I think maybe there's a decent chance they take they get they try to get Willis if he falls far enough. Maybe they do try to move up a little bit for him. Um, so that could be an option there. But I think that Ritter Steelers, if that happens, I'm going to be like nailed one. I'll be super happy about that. Um, looking down the list further. All right, I've, I've got a game man. for you. We're going to do this. We're going to do this just for fun, okay? Like, we're going to do this, like, rapid fire. I'm going to give you a player name, and, and we may have already talked about somebody, but I, you're just going to just give me the first team you think of. Like, just, we're, we're just going to do this for fun. We're going to look back on this and say if we, we got it right or we didn't get it right. All right, All here right, you go. Close my eyes. I'm listening. Trent <laughs> McDuffie. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe For the, reference, we ha- we had him going twenty three to the Cardinals. Oh God, man, that's a tough one. You you stumped me already. I I know I'm giving you a tough one towards the back end. We're I, gonna make this I easier think like maybe if the Falcons trade back for some reason, that sounds like then they could pair him and have a pretty solid number one two punch of corners. But after other than that, ooh, maybe the Eagles. I'll say Eagles. All then. right, Eagles. I'll go. I'll stick with him on the Cardinals. I don't. I don't. I don't hate that idea. Um, Jamison Williams. <laughs> see, this is where it's tricky. We're gonna look back on this just to see if we get any of these right. I'm. I can't double up on Eagles, but I think if yeah. he falls to 15, they're gonna take him. I. But maybe they're maybe they trade up. I'm gonna stick with your pick there, Chargers, Jamison Williams. Let's let's go. With oh that. wow, <laughs> I would not have expected that. Um, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go Falcons. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, I'm it. gonna say Falcons. I think it could happen. Um, 
I think we we both kind of sold ourselves on Drake London going to Washington. So maybe we should just keep that there. Um, here's one. Jordan Davis. I think he's a fascinating one here. Oh, boy. I think there's so many different ways this could go. This could go, yeah, it really could. We had him 13 to the Texans. I could totally see him fall and then everyone be like, why the heck did we let the Patriots get that guy? But <laughs> I, it's either that or I like for him in our similar range, it's literally one pick later. The Ravens, yeah, I could see that's that. That's my pick. Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens. There you go. Um, Patriots all right, Jordan horse, Davis. Probably Ravens. To the, to the Ravens. Um, hmm, let me find another good one here. Hmm. Some interesting. There you go, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I think I said it earlier. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Saints just to okay. just to spice it up a little bit. Panthers are that was too in vogue, and and now I, I just don't know if that's gonna happen. Where uh, it seems like some mocks have changed from Pickett to guys like Charles Cross. He's a guy that that's probably an interesting one to debate. I have no idea. He could go in the top six. He could go 15, 16, 17. Like Chance Cross is definitely a, a wild card for me. I'll go Saints too, because um, I think it's it's picks and where they're at. I think it's possible. Um, Devin Lloyd, we had him going 15 to the Eagles. Dang. How about this one would be a little fun, and I I wouldn't even be shocked if it actually happened. So, how about the Packers at 22? I'm gonna go Patriots at 21. Oh, so close. Um, there you go. I'm going to go Patriots. All right, we'll do a couple more of these because then people are like, you guys have been all over the board. Yes, this is our point. This is why we're doing this, to prove that, this is that we're, just gonna, <laughs> we're just going to see if we get any of these right. Um, oh, my gosh. Like, some of these guys. <sighs> Man, I'm trying to think if there's another good one that I'm just like, we have no idea where this guy's going to go. Um... You could go out of the first round if we want to get weird with some quarterbacks. I was going to say, this could <laughs> really be strange. Um, all right, yeah, let's Matt Corral. Let's do it. Matt Corral. Oh, boy. Ooh, i got to think about this for a sec. Who's... I know, I'm looking up second round draft I know, i gotta, I got to grab that, too. All right, so we're looking up the, the order of the second round. Um and it starts with the Jags, correct? And then goes Jags, Lions, Lions. Jets, Giants, Texans, <laughs> Jets. My goodness, the Jets have so many picks. Um, and the Seahawks are all the way there at 40. That's maybe one that could be it. I don't know. We or said Seahawks go... have 40 and 41, right? Yeah. So they're back-to-back. Could they go I just don't know Howell? if he's still there at 40 and 41. Maybe Howell's more of their... If they if they wait for a quarterback, maybe Hal's the guy that we see with Seattle in that range. Oh boy! All right, I'm 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 gonna tell you, I'm gonna go Seahawks. I don't know that it's gonna be in those picks though. I think there's a chance that they could make a deal, not pick him at nine, but they could move up, package those picks at forty and forty one, or I think that's right, um, and get him somewhere else. So. I think the Seahawks are the one that just makes the most sense to me. So I think I'm that's pick a good Seahawks. I think it makes sense. I I hope they understand the value of how other teams are viewing viewing Corral because I don't want to be sitting here tomorrow night and be like the Seahawks took Corral ninth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, 
we, uh, that's the, you know, I think the quarterbacks are going to fall, but every year it does feel like somehow some guy slips up the board. Um, I think Seattle's a good good bet there. Maybe I'll go with the Panthers because of my alternate world here. We got the Saints getting a picket, so maybe Corral ends up in Carolina. All right. Okay. Well, that's that's an interesting one. All right. We'll finish off with uh, this one. Um, no, that was too hard. I'm not going with this. I, I was going to say Trevor Penning, but I'm like, well, this guy could go oh, anywhere, gosh. I feel like, in the first round. He's He's got the widest range. All right. Kyle Hamilton is our, our last rapid-fire choices here. Because, Kyle I mean, this is an interesting one because, you know, I think there's a lot of people we've seen Washington be the popular choice for him at 11, but I'm taking London there at 11, and I think that's where, you know, and I said I, I'm I'm going to pick the Falcons to take Jamison Williams, so <laughs> I think Hamilton is, like, in a very interesting spot. I, I know we've talked. Because I don't think he's falling before, yeah. below 13. I think 13 is as low as he could go. I was going to say, if he's there so, at 13, the te- I, that was the one I was going to say is the Texans. I could. Yeah. I know we've just talked about the possible two-pick formula for them, but I, that's because I see Hamilton going in between their third and 13th picks. <laughs> what team is currently there that makes the most sense if Washington goes receiver? Yeah. I don't yeah. know, because uh, I guess it depends if Stingley's still there for the Vikings at 11. If he's not, maybe that's an interesting one. I know they, they've had some solid safety play, but some of those guys are getting a bit older. And Hamilton, yeah, it, it just – it depends on the eye of the beholder him he's a he's a guy that really could range in different places i know safeties don't necessarily have always the top end value the way that teams look at that position but when you have a guy that can be rangy and do everything and see the whole field and set the tone i mean it can make a huge difference but i'll, I'll yeah maybe because of that i'll say texans maybe he does fall there and everyone uh, we look back and we're like how did we let houston get this guy but um because i just you know, looking through this, if it would have to be a team trading up. And so a team trading up, maybe the Bills could use him. I know they've had some really solid safety play too, but I'm trying to think of teams in that range back there. Uh, yeah. Cardinals maybe, but they're more cornered at this point with Buda Baker. Um, yeah, just it, just looking at the current order though, I don't know if the Fal- Falcons, I know I took him there. and Maybe he will end up falling there, but I think they probably lean receiver. Yeah. Um, so it's just hard to, after that to look at the other picks. I mean, if the Panthers don't take Pickett, I, they could go offensive line, pass rusher. I, it's just, yeah, I think the Vikings and the Texans are the two teams I'd look at. I'm going to go Giants. I think he wow. winds up with I – mean, okay. here's what I should have said. I should have said New York. Um, <laughs> there, there, there you go. Hey, There's my pick. I'm picking New York for Kyle Hamilton. Um <laughs> I think he. I think he could go to the Giants as high as seven. I really do. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Giants. I'm gonna because again, even if that involves, let's say, them moving back or something, I, I think that I think he would make a lot of sense for them. They, I mean, they have a lot of needs, right? So, um, I think it's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. If he, I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna guess and go Giants. There you so, go. Could happen. Uh, man, all right. Sure. There you go. Uh, boy, we we covered a lot of ground there, and I can't <laughs> wait for us to get. Think about all the different directions we went in this one and the hope that we're going to get something right. And then if we come out of this and don't get anything right, I mean, it would be just unbelievable. So we we tried. I tried to give us as many possible, you know, choices as we could to, to be able to get something right in this first round. But I still think it's going to be so wild. The chances of that, um, us getting any more than just 
maybe a handful and probably less than that. Yeah. Correct. Um, Man. It's probably going to be a long shot. So there you go. It fun. Um, yeah, it's, it is. Like, I think this is one of the more – I don't know, again, you know, strength-wise, I don't know what this we look back on this draft as from a, you know, five years down the road, ten years down the road. But um, I think it's one of the more interesting drafts just because of how things could unfold um, with the actual picks themselves uh, and where teams are picking. So – there you have it. There are sort of our final thoughts heading into the uh, 2022 NFL Draft. And uh, if you you know want to go back through, you got some time here on Draft Day. You're listening to this, and uh, you want to go back through, listen to our, our mock draft. You can kind of hear our explanations on where we pick guys then. Although, as we said, we've changed a lot of those since uh, as we've gone along. But um, all about how the board falls. And, of course, Dylan, I've got it all covered over at Clutch Points, uh, getting everyone ready for the draft. And, of course, we'll have – Lots of stuff uh, as the draft progresses and uh, the fallout from everything uh, from the 22 edition. Yes, tons of content coming to you for the draft. A lot of stuff planned out already uh, to publish as picks are made for all the teams uh, these guys are going to be going to. If you subscribe to the NFL section on the Clutch Points app, we're going to be sending tons of notifications, all trades. We're going to have a, a link to our live tracker article that we'll be updating as the picks are made. We'll have grades out by the, the following morning for the first-round picks. We're going to have looking at all the steals, sleeper picks for the second round after that. We've already released all kinds of stuff on sleepers and best destinations, best landing spots, uh, trades, that predictions, all that kind of stuff. You go to clutchpoints.com. Uh, don't have to search NFL Draft anymore. Just have NFL Draft section right there at the top. Click on that and follow all of our content. And, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Still follow NBA playoff games too while watching the draft in the Clutch Points app. Could be could have a few of them tomorrow, so should be fun. Yep, be sure to check it all out. And uh, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Establish the Pass. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast.